There are all sorts of responses all over the world to what is happening in Ukraine right now. People pulling their money out, people firing people, people saying, I don't want anything to do with you know things that are Russian. Well, what about right here in BC? For more on that, we're joined now by Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Hey, good morning, Simi. And yeah, every now and then the world intrudes into our little jurisdiction here in the backwater of Victoria and British Columbia. And it did certainly during question period yesterday. Yeah, this is really interesting to me because this isn't even like a little jurisdiction. This is a lot of money we're talking about here. $400 million. It's a lot of money. Uh, the Liberals uh, pointed out and the uh, Crown Corporation that manages pension investments here in B.C., public sector ones, uh, confirmed uh, $400 million in Russian assets. Uh, the uh, B.C. Investment Management Corporation that handles this stuff points out it's a very, very small portion of the amount invested. So uh, 200 billion dollars in investments 400 million dollars is two-tenths of one percent but yeah those are the facts the opposition liberals got up in the house yesterday Uh, the greens demanded it as well in a press release saying to the government get rid of this british columbians bc public servants don't want their money invested in russia so get rid of it okay but how do you do that well, it's interesting, you know, uh, I mean, by the standards of the B.C. question period, the parties were all pretty much on the same page. The premier got up, handled it himself, didn't fend it off on somebody else like he sometimes does. John Horgan got up and he said, look, I wouldn't have made that investment, uh, but I don't make these investments. B.C.'s pension funds, the public sector ones, are invested at arm's length by um, a semi-independent corporation, the BC Investment Management Corporation. And Horgan said it, um, the government doesn't control that, actually. The board of directors, uh, four of the seven directors, are appointed by the public sector pension plans. So that's the teachers' pension, uh, municipal pensions, college and universities' pensions, and the BC Public Service pension plan. So that's who picks the board. They appoint four directors, the unions, and uh, and the government appoints the other three. So Oregon says not only does the politicians not control it, the government doesn't control it either. All the liberals came back and said, oh, well, you should do something, and there are ways to do it and all that. And I guess that's true, but I had a look at the sort of management apparatus for this big pension fund management corporation out there. And it makes it pretty clear that the number one job is to make sure the pensions are well-funded, the returns are good, so the public doesn't get stuck with an unfunded liability. And, well, I mean, to be honest about it, would it be a good investment decision to dump Russian assets right now? They're not going to, you're not going to get a good return on it. You're going to be dumping them at a loss. And so not only is the government not in a position to order them to get rid of it, but when Horgan said yesterday, I appeal to the trustees to do something about this, the trustees can't uh, direct um, on-the-spot investment decisions either. It's against the law. The fund is managed by a chief investment officer and his staff for long-term returns. And I'm looking at this and I'm going, well, you know, would any investor in 
interested in long-term returns be dumping assets right now. But here's the thing. I mean, these people are well compensated to make these calls. And if they're that well compensated and that good at what they do, I feel like, Vaughn, they should have seen this coming a week ago and, and started the process of getting out. Well... Uh, yes and no. I mean, their, their whole job is long-term, right? So uh, over time, I think what you'll see or what you have seen is that pension money is being shifted from, say, high-end fossil fuel, risky fossil fuel returns because of all the backlash and divestiture out there into other assets. So I think that's over time. But a short-term decision like this, um, I just, I, I just don't know. I mean, I don't know enough about investing to know, but I, I see the statement from the Investment Management Corporation. They confirm the investment. They say it's small, and they say they're acting within Canadian law and guidelines. Um, you're right that they're very well compensated for these decisions. The I doubt anybody out there, very many of them. I had to look his name up, so I would expect a lot of British Columbians have never heard of Gordon Fife. Uh, but Gordon Fife is, the last time I checked, the highest paid public servant in British Columbia. He hmm. was paid $3.5 million last year in salary and compensation and benefits and bonuses uh, for managing B.C. public sector investment assets. Um, the company that he heads is also invests ICBC's cash reserves and WorkSafe BC cash reserves, and it does a very good job. You may have heard with the budget last week that ICBC had a $2 billion windfall last year. Half of that, a billion dollars, came from moving its investments from ICBC into this entity that also manages public sector pensions. So they do a good job. Uh, You only need to look south of the border to some of the U.S. states where they've set up public sector pensions and not funded them properly, and now the taxpayers are on the hook for the loss. So that's the situation here. Um, As I said, the Premier says he hopes the trustees will take the hint. Um, It's a little more complicated than that. Uh, I think you're right, Simi, that over time they probably will get out of Russian assets. I just don't know if they're going to dump them this week when they're increasingly not worth very much. Yeah, exactly. Um, Also, that was one thing that the BC Liberals were talking about yesterday in question period, scored some points on that, but also on the other issue as well about LNG. Yeah, and this is a good point, and again, it's a longer-term point. So we've seen what's happened in Europe where they're overly dependent on natural gas from Russia, and we've seen what the Germans are doing. They're building LNG terminals. They're trying to wean themselves off of that dependence because they realize that uh, someone as ruthless as as Vladimir Putin uses it uh, essentially for political pressure. So that's the long-term. Here in BC, we've got a lot of natural gas, and we are uh, building one LNG terminal. So the Liberals got up and said, well, why don't we build more? Premier's answer on that is, it takes time, and it does, and it depends on the willingness of petroleum corporations to invest. I think in the long term, that will probably change. We've seen Shell, which is building the big LNG terminal here in BC, getting out of investing in Russian LNG. So I think in the long term, it bodes well for BC. But I have to point out, Simi, this is a very difficult place to build a natural gas pipeline or an LNG terminal. You know, you go back to when Christy Clark first started talking about 
hey, we're going to get into LNG here in BC, the Americans were still importing LNG. They are now the fastest growing LNG exporter in the world. They built terminals and pipelines and started exporting while we were still talking. And we're still not up and running, and we won't be for a few years. So it's been 10 years now, though, hasn't it? I mean, it feels yeah, like it was 10, 10 years, years ago when Premier Christy Clark at that time first launched the idea of, of BC doing this. Yes. And, you know, to the NDP's credit, they've kept up with it. And the terminal in Kitimat is under construction and well along. And the gas pipeline defeated is well along. But again, I, you got to point this out, whether people like it or not. The Americans built oil and gas pipelines under Obama, and they're still doing it under Biden. And here in Canada, our pipeline is under siege by indigenous leaders, some of them, small number, environmentalists, right? And we saw an attack on the pipeline camp recently. Other places around the world, the United States is a leading one. They decided to build something, they just build it. Here in British Columbia, litigation, protests, blockades, um, environmental reviews that stretch over the horizon. And as a result, the United States is right now well-positioned to provide some of the LNG the Europeans want. We're a long way from being able to do that. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy.